Factors delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan, and veggie, and more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. What are you guys waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. The options are endless with Factor. Two-minute meals. Fill up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. How about some snacks, some smoothies, and more? Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Factor is also the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, upscale options done easily. And you guys can be very flexible with your schedule. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. And the most important part, there's no prep. No mess. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. So there's no prepping. There's no cooking or cleanup that is needed. If that sounds great to you guys, head to factormeals.com slash script 50 and use code script 50 to get 50% off. That's code script 50 at factormeals.com slash script 50 to get 50% off. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Why has Triple H been so successful? Why is Triple H running WWE better than Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard on Monday and Friday night? Long-term booking. Guys, thank you so very much for joining me right here on Off The Script. This is your Friday Night Smackdown post show for October 20th, 2023. I am your host, JD, from New York. As always, coming to you live from the OTS venue. Thank you guys so very much for joining me on your Friday nights, wherever you may be, man. Sorry I had the stream set up for 1030. I changed it to 11. Kind of wanted to close my eyes and rest my eyes for a little bit, man. I've been working all day long like a fucking dog making content for this channel. We did a couple of extras today. You saw one today. You're going to get one tomorrow. Making second channel content, opening Pokemon cards, getting screwed left and right. Had a good one today, though. And then I wanted to watch some of the Phillies and Arizona Diamondbacks 
Because fuck the Phillies. That's all I have to say about that. We'll leave it there. SmackDown tonight. I thought SmackDown was a serviceable show. SmackDown forwarded storylines. It got us Roman Reigns versus LA Knight. That's now been made official for Crown Jewel in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. Logan Paul is back on TV with WWE. He wants the United States Championship. And that match is now made official for Crown Jewel as well. We got Bianca Belair returning to television in the main event when Charlotte Flair, the android, looking for her 98th title reign, took on EO Sky. And then we got Nick Aldis, the new man, the new sheriff in town on Friday nights. He got pissed off that he kicked Adam Pierce out of the building. Not only did he kick Adam Pierce out of the building, but apparently Jay Uso wanted revenge on Jimmy Uso for what he did on Monday Night Raw by costing Jay and Cody the tag team championships against the Judgment Day. So we kicked both of them out of the building, and it looks like we may be getting some sort of brand warfare going into Survivor Series. Will this be traditional five-on-five Survivor Series, or will this be war games? Did what we see tonight start the road officially to war games? I don't know. I don't know. So we'll figure all that out, but... You know, by the sounds of it, sounds like it was a good show. But it didn't really measure up to what happened last week. I thought last week's show was just a banger of a show. I actually am kind of sad I missed last week's show, and I'm back this week. I'd much rather have done last week's show and missed this week. Because really nothing happened there that I really care for. We knew Roman Reigns and LA Knight was going to be made official. It actually was made official earlier in the day via Twitter. They announced that on Twitter. Logan Paul already called out Rey Mysterio. So we knew that he was going to show up and what he wanted. So that was made official. Uh, Everything else just kind of seemed to fall flat, in my honest opinion. Again, not a bad show, but we're going to try and make sense of what happened on the show tonight. And I want to thank you guys for joining me right here on the podcast. Diamondbacks 6. Phillies 5. That makes me smile. Thank you. Now, listen, man, congratulations to the Phillies, but uh, why would I be going for the Phillies, man? We don't want to see a rematch of the World Series from last year. We want to see some new, fr- new, new, new faces, new blood, fresh faces. We don't want to see, uh, and the way, the way things are going, Texas is choking, but yeah, fuck the Phillies, man. Fuck the Phillies. Anyway. Braves got their own problems. They need to uh, fix some minor problems that they had here where they should have won the World Series this year going into next year. Don't know how they're going to top themselves next year with what they did this year. But again, man, time will tell. Time will tell. But I appreciate you guys joining me on the show this evening. You guys are awesome. Happy to be back. Worked my ass off on content today, man. Was up at 9 o'clock. Got an extra out by 11.30. Recorded another extra that's going to be out tomorrow. Actually, it's going to be out tonight for all my VIPs. It's already recorded. It's already monetized. It's already uploaded. 
So you guys are going to get that as soon as this show is over tonight. You guys are going to get that. So look forward to that. Another 20 minutes. Talk about Randy Orton. Randy Orton's return to WWE is confirmed. And then WrestleMania, WWE's got four matches planned already in the books for WrestleMania. What are they? We'll talk about it. And I go a step further. I give you what I think the other matches that are basically going to be at WrestleMania. So quite the upload, man. Again, that's going to be going up as soon as this stream is over. And tonight's stream is sponsored by my great friends over at DraftKings. You guys know DraftKings, man. We're back tonight and tomorrow for AEW Collision with DraftKings. Make sure you guys, I pinned it in the comment section of the live stream chat. It's going to be linked down in the description as well. And in the comment section of this video after the stream ends, go to the website and use that promo code JD from NY. You're going to bet $5. On this weekend's NFL festivities, bet $5 if you're a new customer and get $200 back in bonus bets instantly. So if you guys are into that type of deal, fantasy games, fantasy football, all that jazz, DraftKings has got you covered, man. Go check them out. We'll talk about my friends over at DraftKings a little bit later on in the show. Once again, that's DraftKings. Go to the website. And use that promo code JD from NY for $200 back in bonus bets when you bet $5. Follow me on X, Twitter, at JD from NY206. That's Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. Hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for notifications. We are roughly 540 subscribers away from 150,000 subscribers. I should be at 200, but I don't know what else I got to do, man. Doesn't matter. What we do here is better than anybody, man. We may not be the biggest, but we're certainly the fucking best. I'll tell you that right now. Nobody does it like we do here. Nobody sounds like we do here. Hit that thumbs up. Let's try for a thousand likes on tonight's stream. Super chats are open. They are yours. Sound off. Last call. We'll sit down with our cold beverages at the end of the show. Memberships, get them on in, man. One of the perks is getting early uploads when they are readily available. Emotes in the chat. Get them on in. Hit that join button down below and come become a channel member right here on Off The Script. And go check out all the other content on the channel. There is plenty of it this week. We were live on Monday. We were live on Tuesday. We were live on Wednesday. Actually, no, we weren't live on Tuesday. We're live on Thursday. Monday. Monday. We were not we were not live. I don't know what I'm talking about, man. My weeks are all for already fucked up. I got back from wherever I was on Wednesday. We were live on Wednesday. We're live on Thursday. We're live today. We talked about Monday Night Raw on Thursday Night Titans. Andrew Baydala and myself, man. But we got you covered no matter what. I'll be live tomorrow for AEW Collision. And more news coming your way, as always, right here on Off The Script. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to start off with Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman started the show, and things have been made official for Crown Jewel. Paul Heyman stood in the middle 
of the squared circle. He says he's got some really big shoes to fill in the bloodline this week because Roman Reigns, again, is not there. The guy took two months off. He returned to television last week. You would think he would make regular TV appearances from this point on. No. No. Too lazy to come to the show after one week being back. It's great to be Reigns. It's great to be champion. There you go. Did you see what Jimmy Uso did at Monday Night Raw, says Paul Heyman? He said Jimmy called the play and took the inspiration and the motivation from the tribal chief, Roman Reigns, and single-handedly cost Jay Uso, and even closer to my heart, Cody Rhodes, the undisputed tag team championships. I thought that was a very good match, minus the ending. I thought Monday Night Raw was a very good show. I think Monday Night Raw right now is the best of both shows between Raw and SmackDown, and they're doing it big over on Monday night. Love to see it. Speaking of the tag team championships, there is a rumor going around that WWE has two prototype belts that were present backstage on Monday at Raw. New variants of the WWE tag team championships. We're going to go back to this discussion again because I feel like we're going to get a change in titles, at least aesthetically with the title belts, very, very soon. I feel like WWE needs to merge the tag team division. I, 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 I still think that way. I, I'm not going to ever think another way. I really do think that it would be best if both the Raw and SmackDown tag team divisions floated like the women's tag team titles. If those titles can float between Raw and SmackDown and NXT now, why can't the men's tag team titles float between Raw and SmackDown and when it is absolutely a necessity, NXT. I think that would be great. They don't really have a lot of tag teams on Monday to fill an entire division. They don't have a lot of tag teams on Friday to fill an entire division. But WWE may use it, and they have used it, as a vehicle to have a champion on Raw and then move those people over to SmackDown and use it that way. Meanwhile... You know, they still get the benefit of people going from one show to the other. The way that I would do it and the way that I've been preaching since 2016, you'd have all that talent that is readily available between Raw and SmackDown because you'd be merging the divisions. That's just me. The two prototypes apparently that they have is a regular set, one set of tag team titles, no double belts here, and they are traditional titles. Don't know what they look like. And the other prototype is basically a different take on the current titles that we see now. So we'll be seeing new tag team championships very, very soon. He asked if everyone has heard the other news from just a few days ago. He said it's the most read article in the LA Times tonight. Doubtful. He says it's Roman Reigns defending the Undisputed Universal Championship at Crown Jewel against L.A. Knight. So they're making it official. It's been made official as of today. He told the fans he dresses better than them and makes more money than them. And the commonality is that they are both fans of L.A. Knight. Paul Heyman is a fan of L.A. Knight. He says he has long admired him. 
He told the fans not to shout L.A. Knight. Yeah! But they did it anyway. When he's talking, he says they should all watch that match because it'll be the last time they see L.A. Knight in the ring because Roman Reigns is going to smash him. Knight's music then played. Crowd erupted. He walked up to Heyman and says he's been making a lot of noise tonight. If you want to make a lot of noise, make a lot of noise. I'm right here. He wants to talk directly to Roman Reigns, though. He doesn't want to talk to Paul Heyman. Reigns didn't come out. Reigns wasn't there. Heyman tried to leave. L.A. Knight insisted he re-entered the ring. He says if Reigns isn't coming out, where's his lip now? You want to talk all that trash before, but now that I'm here, you don't want to say a word. He asked Heyman to elaborate on what Reigns is going to do with him. As Heyman began talking, Knight told him to shut up. He asked Heyman if he thinks last week's spear was a warning shot. He asked if he regrets saying that. He says he's like Michael Myers. They knock him down. He'll keep getting back up until he's the undisputed champion. L.A. Knight told Paul Heyman that Reigns should just admit he's scared if he's scared because he hasn't seen anyone like him before. Yeah! Knight asked if he likes that and told him to do it. Heyman said, yeah, and Knight called his attempt at, yeah, pathetic. Knight said next week, there'll be a contract signing in the middle of this ring to make the match official, official, as if the article in the LA Times wasn't enough. He told Heyman to make it clear to Reigns whose game this is, and the fans shouted, L.A. Knight, yeah! He shoved the mic into Paul Heyman's chest, and left the ring. I have spoken about this quite a few times already, and I'm going to reiterate it again because people clearly, uh, A, haven't watched, or you might have missed me saying it. You might have missed me saying it last night with Andrew Baydala. You might have missed my tweet when I said it this week. I am not agreeing. I am not one of these people that agrees with L.A. Knight versus Roman Reigns right now for the Undisputed Universal Championship. I get why WWE is doing it. L.A. Knight's the biggest baby face in the company. Yes, L.A. Knight is bigger than Seth Rollins. Yes, L.A. Knight is bigger than Cody Rhodes right now. The reactions that he's getting trump both Rollins and Rhodes on any given night. WWE wants to ride the L.A. Knight wave of momentum. They want to strike while the iron is hot with LA Knight. I get it. But at the end of the day, when we get to Riyadh in two weeks, LA Knight is not winning the Universal Championship. LA Knight is not going to be a world champion, at least right now. LA Knight is not going to be the man to beat Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns is not dropping the title before WrestleMania. The only man he drops the titles to are Cody Rhodes. That is it. I think many of you already listening to me understand this. This is not a secret. This is not some new information. This is common logic. They're doing LA night because A, it's Saudi Arabia, and B, he's the hot hand right now. But the thing is, LA night is the biggest baby face in the company. He's the hottest star in the company right now. Does that mean let's throw him into the fire? Let's throw him to the big bad wolf, Roman Reigns? Because at the end of the day, 
I don't give a shit what L.A. Knight is. I don't give a shit how hot L.A. Knight is. I don't give a shit what you think of L.A. Knight. At the end of the day, L.A. Knight is going to lose. Why would we jeopardize L.A. Knight's momentum? Because we need a match between L.A. Knight and Roman Reigns at Crown Jewel. See, that's the way that I think. You know, foolishly, I think wins and losses still matter in pro wrestling. The more you win, the better off you look. If you're winning and then all of a sudden come to a end boss, this is the final boss of WWE. If you come to the final boss of WWE, Roman Reigns is basically the one-winged angel, Sephiroth. That's what he is from Final Fantasy VII. Or whoever else you want to depict as the final boss. Dr. Wiley, Gannon, one of you old school heads will probably get those references. But you want LA Knight to achieve final boss status. He's conquered every dungeon in the game. Has he? I don't think he has. Has LA Knight conquered every dungeon in the game? Has LA Knight found all the little secrets and trinkets within the game? Has LA Knight defeated the DLC? He hasn't. L.A. Knight's skipping a whole chunk of the game to get to Roman Reigns because L.A. Knight's the hot hand. That's not the way I would do it. L.A. Knight should be chasing an intercontinental championship, a United States championship, not the universal championship. So when he ultimately loses to Roman Reigns, what is everybody going to be crying about? Oh, WWE should have pulled the trigger. WWE should have did this. WWE buried LA Knight. LA Knight this. LA Knight that. But I'm telling you guys right now that LA Knight is not going to win the match in two weeks. It's a foregone conclusion that he is a loser. This is why I don't like this match. I don't. You may like it. And I'm not saying it's not going to be a good match. It's going to be entertaining as fuck. My eyes are going to be on Riyadh, Saudi Arabia, and that match. Fine. But LA Knight and Roman Reigns does not make any sense right now. It doesn't. The one thing WWE is going to have a very difficult time doing is keeping LA Knight hot and keeping that LA Knight momentum when he loses. How are they going to do that? That's the big question. Riddle me this, Batman. How is WWE going to keep LA Knight hot in a losing effort, a predictable losing effort at Crown Jewel? Explain it to me for all the geeks in the back who think they want to know everything or think they know everything, who think they know more than I do. How are they going to do that? What, are we going to get a typical bloodline ending with interference and Roman Reigns cheats to win? With the numbers game, like we haven't seen that one before. Outside interference in some way. Is LA not going to win by DQ? LA not going to win by count out? Kind of a winner, but still a loser because he didn't win the championship. How are they going to do anything different? What What is their plan to make it feel different than every other Roman Reigns title defense? That's the big problem. We've been there, done that with Roman Reigns. What they need to do, how they do it, I don't fucking know. I don't work there. I'm just a podcaster. What they need to do at the top of the priority list is keep LA Knight fucking scorching hot, even in defeat, 
some way, somehow, get him into the War Games match against the Bloodline slash Judgment Day with Cody. Put him on Team Cody. Have Team Cody win. Have the Bloodline implode. Judgment Day implode. Cody gets a victory over Roman Reigns before he goes on to finish his story. Then LA Knight could come out of that a winner. He's on the winning team. And then we start building his WrestleMania road, which I already stated should be Logan Paul and the United States Championship. That's the only clear direction for LA Knight going into WrestleMania. I already see people on social media saying LA Knight should win the Royal Rumble. No. LA Knight is not winning the Royal Rumble. If he wins the Royal Rumble and wrestles Seth Rollins, I don't know. I'll figure something out. I think that would be a great match. I actually called for that match to happen this summer by having him win money in the bank and doing that match at SummerSlam. But now you want to do it at WrestleMania. No. No, it made sense this summer. It doesn't make sense at WrestleMania. Do you want to know why? Because Seth Rollins is going to lose that championship to Gunther. Gunther should win the Royal Rumble. L.A. Knight's not winning the Royal Rumble. And L.A. Knight's not wrestling Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. Stop dreaming. Seriously. You want to go do that? Go do it on a video game. Don't do it in real life. It's not happening in real life. L.A. Knight, he's going to be, he, he's going to be fine. Now, I make, I, I make it sound bad, but it's going to be fine. I make it sound bad, but I'm excited about the match. I'm just worried about the creative on how they get L.A. Knight from one point to the next. That's what I'm worried about. If this was the old administration, I'd be more worried. Being that it's Triple H's administration, I think we'll be fine. I genuinely believe that Triple H knows what he's doing with L.A. Knight. But I don't agree with him getting a championship match right now because the, the, the way that I look at it, if I've already stated, yeah, LA Knight Roman Reigns is official for Crown Jewel and I'm already put, putting this guy in a match with Logan Paul for the United States Championship. He wrestled Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship and then a downgrade at WrestleMania for the United States Championship. Don't, don't you think it should be reversed? Don't you think he should win a secondary title and work his way up and then become a world champion? Now, let's put him in a championship match, have him lose, and then drop him down to a secondary championship. Yeah, he's on TV. Yeah, he's the biggest baby face in the company. But the logistics of that, the way that I look at it head on, it doesn't really make a lot of sense. But that's been made official for Crown Jewel. LA Knight is going to be fine. He's going to be fine. He's going to be over. The fans love him. Yeah, everything's going to be Right there, ready to go after Crown Jewel. I'm just worried about how we get there. So that was the opening segment. Paul Heyman's great. Everything Paul Heyman does is fucking fantastic. And my iPad just shit the bed. It's great. You know, these new iPads, man, I don't know what the fuck is their problem, honestly. I, I try and turn it on, and then the screen freezes. Like, my screen is black. My screen, look, you see the time there, look. I don't understand it. I, I really don't get it. Now I got to go into my computer and get my notes through my computer. I, I don't know. Hello, Apple. How you doing there, buddy? How you doing there, man? I'm going to fucking toss this iPad out the fucking window. 
Holy shit. It's great. It's great. Malfunctioning Apple hardware live on stream. You know what? We'll go to a fucking DraftKings ad. That's what we'll do. Ladies, ladies and gentlemen, tonight's show is sponsored by my great friends over at DraftKings. Make sure you guys use DraftKings this weekend when watching your favorite NFL team and you're sitting your ass down on your couch watching NFL football on Sunday going into Monday, man. Tonight's show is sponsored by my great friends over at DraftKings. NFL fans, are you ready for some more exciting action on the field this week? That's right. I've partnered with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official partner of the NFL. And like a Super Bowl winning defense, they've got you covered. All new customers who sign up and download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. You're going to use my promo code JD from NY. Bet $5 and receive $200 back in bonus bets instantly. It is that simple. That's right, guys. New customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. DraftKings customers can also get skin in the game with same game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a shot at an even bigger payout. If sports betting is not yet available in your state, no problem. You guys can still get in on all the action with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports. So what are you guys waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use that promo code JD from NY. All new customers who bet $5 are going to get $200 back in bonus bets instantly. Once again, promo code JD from NY only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Oh, man, how did J.D. change his shirt so quickly, man? Oh, my God, that's so great, man. Oh, my God, he's like a magician. It's a pre-recorded ad, guys. It's a pre-recorded ad, man. Go hit up DraftKings, man. Bet $5 to get $200 back in bonus bets. And then you can see me change my shirt like a fucking magician, man, like I'm Chris Angel. Santos Escobar. He's out there with Joaquin Wilde and Cruz Del Toro. He goes one-on-one with Montez Ford. Um, not really the best match. This was one of three matches tonight, believe it or not. Not really the best match. Couple of uh, botches in this one, but it went about nine minutes, ten minutes. Both guys could do a lot better. Dumb finish. But it's still continuing the feud between the Latino world order and whatever Bobby Lashley's calling his new group. We still don't have a name for Bobby Lashley's new group, man. What what is what is Bobby Lashley's group called? Are we just calling them the Hurt Business? Do they have a name? Did I miss something? Did I did I miss the memo? I don't know. So the two guys locked up to begin the match. Ford had control early. Kicking Escobar, some big-time elbows by Montez. I like this heel Montez. I like this heel Street Profits. They're a little bit more vicious. This is what Bobby Lashley wants to see. This is what he wanted to see out of his new recruits. Some vicious tactics. Any way to win, they take it. I like it. Ford landed a beautiful dropkick. Literally a Mr. Perfect-esque dropkick by Montez Ford. Ford got a high-standing frog splash for a two-count. 
Escobar got back to his feet. He started making a babyface comeback, but Ford kicked Escobar in the head, and Escobar was perched on the top rope. That sent Escobar to the outside, and we go to a commercial break. We come back from commercial break. Montez was still in control. Lashley was shown watching the match backstage. He was very pleased about what he was seeing from Montez. Ford went for some type of springboard move from the second rope, and it looked like a modified bulldog. I don't know what the fuck he did. He jumped on the second turnbuckle, then jumped backwards, and he did like a reverse bulldog. It looked very sloppy. He barely connected with it. It looked completely unnatural, and it did not look good. So Escobar ultimately got back and fired up, and kicked Ford to the outside. Escobar landed a dive and rolled Ford back into the ring. Escobar went to the top, hit a beautiful cross body block for a two count. Escobar then hit double knees in the corner, the big meteora. He set up for his finish, the phantom driver. Ford got out of it and went back up top himself for a big move. Escobar cut him off and landed a Inziguri and a top rope Frankensteiner. Dawkins pulled Ford to the outside and Escobar went for a splash of some kind. And this was the second botch of the night between these two. Did not look good. I don't know what it looked like. A a half-ass double axe handle smash of some sort. I don't know what the fuck it was, but it did not look good. Either way here, the referee's back was turned. Dawkins ran Escobar right into the ring post. Both factions are outside. They began brawling on the outside. Escobar got his revenge on Dawkins. Escobar then rolled back into the ring. And Montez rolled Escobar up for the win off of this chaos happening on the outside. Hooked the tights. One, two, three. And Escobar gets cheated out of a victory here. Montez Ford wins the match with the hooking of the tights. A big brawl broke out after the match. Carlito ran out to the ring to save things. For his guys, he ran out with a steel chair to break things up, and the heels dispersed when they saw Carlito. Can I make a suggestion to anybody in WWE who may be catching wind of this show, please? I don't know why the company pretends to be cheap. We know they're not cheap. We know that they have... Unlimited refunds, uh, resources, unlimited funds. They should be refunded for this fucking theme song that they gave Carlito. I don't know who the fuck they got to make this theme song. I don't know where they got these people from. But holy shit, whoever you need to pay for the rights to use his I spit in the face of people who want to be cool theme song. Can we please get that theme song back? Carlito ran out and it just did not hit at all it didn't it sounds very generic it sounds very create a character in wwe 2k 24 it's awful it's almost like wwe some of the people in wwe don't realize how important a theme song is basically seth rollins is all theme that's it the only reason why people like seth rollins is because they could do whoa That's all all they love to do. That's all they care about. Everything else is goodbye. Second best. Carlito needs his theme song back. It doesn't hit the same. When his old theme hit, people got excited. 
This new theme, it's like, what the fuck? What is this shit? Lame as fuck. Same thing with Johnny Gargano. You guys remember the old Rebel Heart? You hear that theme song, man. It's like, oh, man, Johnny Gargano, man. You winning a championship for the first time, man. Slaying the ultimate heel on the roster. That theme song goes off, man. When he beat Adam Cole at TakeOver New York, man. Can you imagine? Imagine the moment. If Adam Cole beat, or if Johnny Gargano beat Adam Cole at TakeOver New York with Morrow on commentary and his theme song now hit the PA system, it would not hit the same at all. Let's get his theme song back, too. We gave Champa his theme back. Why can't we do that for other people? Same thing with Shayna Baszler. Do you guys hear what they got Shayna Baszler coming out to? I don't even know. I I can't even hum it if you ask me to try. It's so fucking terrible. God. Def Rebel. Who is, who makes up Def Rebel? They're awful. Awful, awful, awful. Mamma Mia! Damage Control were shown backstage hyping up EO Sky. As she readies herself for the android. She's going for her 112th title reign tonight. Yes, I know she doesn't have 112 title reigns, but you guys get my sarcasm, hopefully. The LWO were shown backstage. This was kind of interesting to me because I was focusing on one man and one man only, and that's Santos Escobar. The LWO were shown backstage, and they were... Interrupted by Rey Mysterio and Zelina Vega. Mysterio said he was going to take care of business with Logan Paul. He wanted to make sure his boys and woman were okay. Vega asked Rey if he wanted the rest of them to have his back because they are family. Mysterio said, thanks, but no thanks. I'm going to go at it alone on this night. He thanked Carlito. He hugged Carlito. He shook Carlito's hand. Carlito said, no problem, bro. We're family. All the while, Santos Escobar is standing there and he's got this this lost look on his face. He looks very down. He looks very upset. He looks very, I don't really want to be here right now standing amongst you. He just had this, this blank look on his face. Is he upset at Ray? Is he upset with the rest of the LWO? Is he going to take his boys and split? I don't know, man. We're looking at a potential Santos Escobar heel turn. And I'm here for it. I think that's going to take him to the next level. It really is. Highlights of last week's pretty deadly match aired. And they were shown in a vignette getting a spa treatment. They were getting a pedicure and a manicure, and they were sitting in the salon, and they had their feet in in, in these little baths, soaking their feet. Whatever, man. Pretty deadly. And then all of a sudden, the brawling brutes showed up and attacked pretty deadly during their spa treatment, which was kind of funny. Rich Holland finished it by telling Butch after they finished this job tonight, they should go grab a pint. Grabbing a pint always sounds like a solid plan. Where is Seamus? That's what I want to know. 
Are they continuing the brawling brutes without Sheamus? Is Sheamus injured? What is the latest on Sheamus? Do we have any news on Sheamus? Seems like the brawling brutes are continuing on without Sheamus. In fact, the brawling brutes have been doing some work with Tyler Bate down on NXT. I wonder if WWE is prepping everybody for a new brawling brutes with Tyler Bate as the leader. That would be interesting. It's about time that man got called up to the main roster anyway. Never mind if he's joining the brawling brutes. But where is Sheamus? He's injured. Okay. Just want to make sure the man's contract's up next year. Want to see if WWE's going to end up renewing Sheamus. If he's injured, fine. But WWE doesn't really, or at least they were not pushing the brawling brutes when he was on TV. They were just basically there. Now, that was under the Vince McMahon administration. Now we got Triple H booking the show completely. I wonder if it would be any different for the Brawling Brutes. Because last year around this time, they were the second biggest faction on WWE TV. If Sheamus gets back, I wonder if they go right back to being the second biggest faction on WWE TV. I don't know. Backstage, Jimmy Uso, Paul Heyman, and Saul Sakar were sitting together in the locker room. Jimmy... He was very much acting excited. He was acting like a class clown here. Jimmy says he was the starting quarterback at Raw, even though Reigns called the play. Uso celebrated the camera cut to Paul Heyman, who wanted to shut him up, and he wanted to bring attention to what they were watching on TV. There was this nice, cool transition with Paul Heyman pointing at the TV and John Cena Walking into the building, John Cena showing up and walking backstage. He was making his way out to the ring. And we got John Cena live on SmackDown in front of San Antonio. John Cena's out there, sold out crowd, fired up. Cena said, followed by the fact that he was fired up. We got thank you Cena chance and he got very... He got very emotional. He says the thank you Cena chance meant the world to him. Thank you for that. Cena thanked the crowd. Cena says it was a rough day because he got hit with some harsh truths. Cena says he felt he should be honest with everyone. Cena brought up Roman Reigns' streak as champion. Cena said today he found out he has a streak of his own. 202 days. It's a lot of days. 202 days since he last won a televised singles match. 2,002 days since the likes of all of the AEW troll accounts on Twitter got laid. It's probably more than 2,002 days. You guys know who I'm talking about. John Cena's got a streak of his own 2,002 days. Hasn't won a singles match on TV in that long. His last win was back in 2018. Wow. It's a lot of fucking days, man. That is a lot of days. Cena says he's been talking about retirement. We just had Sting talk about retirement. Sting is retiring from pro wrestling at Revolution 2024. Cena's mentioning retirement here on SmackDown. Cena says it was time to face the facts. He reiterated that it's been a long time since he had a win. 
Crowd chanted, you still got it, you still got it. Cena said, damn it, I believe in me. I believe in you. I believe in us. Cena was basically toying with everybody's emotions here. Cena says he could still go, and the time is now to turn the match around. He says it's going to be a bad night for the next idiot to walk through that curtain. Cena says whoever it is, they are about to get smoked. So Solo Sokoa's music hit, and he's out there. He gets on the apron. Him and John Cena fought. Jimmy Uso ran down and attacked Cena from behind. It's a two-on-one situation here. All of a sudden, we get this masked individual in a black hoodie and a face mask pulling Jimmy Uso out of the ring. They start brawling. Security got in the way. He revealed himself. It ended up being Jay Uso. So Jay Uso infiltrated SmackDown because he was upset with what Jimmy did to him by costing Jay and Cody the tag team titles on Monday. So he was looking for revenge here tonight. Security got in the way, broke up Jimmy and Jay back in the ring. Solo went for the Samoan spike. Cena ducked it and counted with an attitude adjustment and Cena posed to end the segment. Looks like they may be setting up Cena versus Solo Sokoa at Crown Jewel. Crown Jewel may be the end of John Cena's run right now in WWE. I think with John Cena going back to Hollywood, he may not be back for Survivor Series. He may not be back until possibly WrestleMania if he is available for Philadelphia. So he will be in Riyadh, and that's where I think his current run comes to a close. Does he get the victory over Solo? I don't know. They alluded to 2002, 2002 days. I don't know why he would bring that up. Singles televised match. I thought we were going to get a Cena match right here tonight. I mean, we only got three matches. Another one wouldn't have killed us. But if they're calling 2002 John Cena's record and not having won a singles televised match, it may be we are getting a singles televised match with John Cena at Crown Jewel. Should be interesting. I thought this was a very good segment. I thought the brawl with Jimmy and Jay, we all know that's going to be the direction for WrestleMania. I thought the brawl with Jimmy and Jay was very well done. It was nicely executed, and it was intense. It did the job, for sure. And I like the fact that Jay wanted revenge on Jimmy for what he did to him and Cody on Monday Night Raw. It needs to be paid forward. And Jay wanted his revenge, so good on him. We got a video airing on Alba Fire and Isla Dawn. It's nice to know that SmackDown is bringing them back, and they are not completely done with Alba Fire and Isla Dawn. They've been absent for quite a while. Vince had them drop the women's tag team titles, and then they seemingly disappeared off of television. Now they're back on television. And a lot of women that disappeared for a very long time are back on television. Should give you a nice, clear indication on who's booking the show. Backstage, we see the new SmackDown GM, Nick Aldis. He gave Jay Uso a $10,000 fine and told security to escort this man out of the building. 
Adam Pierce was standing there with him. And Aldis had Pierce escorted from the building as well. Adam Pierce did not want Jay Uso kicked from the building. He's like, don't worry about it. I'll escort him out of the building. We don't need to get all serious here. And then Nick Aldis said, well, why don't you leave the building as well? I'll have security escort you and Jay Uso out of the building. And Adam Pierce was like, really? You're kicking me out of the building off of a show that's been mine for how long now? Aldis said yes, and Pierce then said, okay, let the games begin. What does that mean? Let the war games begin. That's what that means. That's what that means. Let the war games begin. Survivor Series, it looks like we may, get, we may be getting some sort of brand warfare. Is this going to be a traditional Raw versus SmackDown type deal? Or is this going to be brand versus brand in a general sense with the bloodline being involved with Judgment Day and Cody and his team? That's the way that I see it playing out. But I like the fact that we are getting some sort of indication that there is a brand split. I knew Triple H was going to make sense of this. I just knew it. Vince didn't really give a shit. It was like the wild, wild west. You had people from Raw showing up on SmackDown. You had people from SmackDown showing up on Raw because Vince wanted to break his own rules. Lied to the audience and then went back on what made the draft and separating the brands feel special. So I'm glad that Triple H is going back on that and really separating the brands. He's making it feel like you can't just jump from Raw to SmackDown and SmackDown to Raw. If you do, there will be implications. There will be consequences. Like in this case with Jay Uso, he's not so supposed to be here. He got fined and thrown out of the building. Adam Pierce didn't want him to go that route. But Nick Aldis said, all right, that's your show. Keep your guys over there. This is my show. You're interfering in my business now. And Adam Pierce was kicked out. Nick Aldis wanted him gone. And Adam Pierce said, let the games begin. I like the fact that we're drawing a line in the sand and separating the rosters. If it amounts to anything, that's a victory in itself. How many times have I told you guys that we need to see separate brands? When we do get the brands mixed together, when we do, it'll feel more special. If you don't have people infiltrating from one show to the other on a weekly basis, when we get those brands together, it should be a special moment. Royal Rumble, King of the Ring, Money in the Bank, WrestleMania, whatever. There should be only a set amount of days in the year where both shows are on the same show, and it's allowed. I like the fact that WWE and Triple H are making it feel unique and separate again. How they do that, how long they do that, in what manner will it take place at Survivor Series? Does it lead to war games? We'll find out. We got five weeks till Survivor Series. I think we'll be fine. Logan Paul. He's out there, and he's calling out Rey Mysterio. Logan Paul said that six days ago, he was in England. 
Beating the living daylights out of a scumbag, Dylan Dennis. He didn't mention him by name because Dylan Dennis made his life a living hell on social media by throwing his fiance into the mix. Paul said he won his fight. Paul said it was a, it was a pathetic excuse for a fight. Paul says he should have known if he wanted real competition, he would just have to go do a WWE match. Paul said when he brought up people who hide behind masks, Paul mentioned Rey Mysterio. He beat Rey Mysterio in his first ever WWE wrestling match. Logan Paul said the last time he wrestled Rey Mysterio, LA Knight didn't have a job. Roman Reigns still wrestled. And Dominic Mysterio was still Rey's son. Paul says he knows who he is, and he's a WWE superstar, baby. Paul said Rey Mysterio has something he needs. Paul says he needs the United States Championship. Logan Paul said even though he beats up a deadbeat dad over the weekend at Crown Jewel, he's going to have to beat up another. So he called Dylan Dennis a deadbeat dad, and now he's going to call Rey Mysterio a deadbeat dad and beat him too at Crown Jewel. Rey Mysterio made his way to the ring, and Michael Cole had to... Note on commentary that Logan Paul actually beat Rey Mysterio in a tag team match at WrestleMania, not an actual one-on-one match. This will be their first one-on-one match. Mysterio's out there. Says that Logan Paul reminds him of his son, Dominic. A lot of natural ability, dripping with passion, incredible career ahead of him, and a big mouth. Mysterio said he thinks Logan Paul needs humbling. Mysterio says he wasn't reluctant with Dominic, but with Logan Paul, he's not going to hesitate to kick his ass. Mysterio asked Paul if he wants the United States title. Paul said, see, yes. Mysterio says he would give Paul the opportunity at Crown Jewel. Paul extended his hand for a handshake, and it looked like Ray would say yes. He hesitated, but Logan Paul went in for the handshake and shook Ray Mysterio's hand. And then left the ring. Now, I got one question. I got one question. WWE failed to do one thing here. The most important thing WWE forgot to do with this Rey Mysterio and Logan Paul segment. Logan Paul, out of nowhere, wants the United States Championship. I understand we still have two weeks to go. Maybe they didn't do it tonight. Maybe they'll do it next week. Maybe they'll do it the following week on the Go Home Show. But they forgot one very important little detail. All of a sudden, Logan Paul wants the United States Championship. In no way, shape, or form did he explain to us why he wants the United States Championship. I mean, I want... A cold beer. I want an old-fashioned. I want pizza for dinner. I want to go for a walk. Every single thing that you do needs to have a reason. Why? Logan Paul wants the United States Championship. Why? He did not explain to us why. Now, we're going to get the match. 
And I'm excited to see the match. And I think the match is going to be great. And I honestly think that Logan Paul should win the United States Championship and he should become the new United States Champion. How many appearances will he make as United States Champion? Nobody knows. But WWE is booking this match because, A, it's crown jewel. They need to find a spot for him on the show. And I honestly think Logan Paul carrying the United States Championship into WrestleMania is probably the best thing for it and him. Because then that opens the door for many talents to go challenge Logan Paul for the United States Championship. I think Logan Paul will bring a sense of importance to the United States Championship that Rey Mysterio has not brought to the title. So I'm excited to see what he does with that. And like I said in the open, I do think that this opens the door for LA Knight for them to go back and kind of play off what happened at Money in the Bank when Logan Paul entered the Money in the Bank ladder match. LA Knight had a problem with it. They're going to play off that, and LA Knight and Logan Paul are going to be revisited going into WrestleMania. I do think that that will be the United States Championship match at WrestleMania. I do think that if that is the case, it will be the most important United States Championship match in WWE history. And LA Knight will win his first singles championship at WrestleMania, and the Yeah movement will be on its way to becoming bigger than ever. That's what I think is going to happen. But we need to know why Logan Paul all of a sudden wants the United States Championship. Seemingly out of nowhere, he said nothing about why he wanted the title. Grayson Waller. He teamed with Austin Theory. They defeated Dragon Lee and Cameron Grimes. This was downright criminal. These guys went six minutes... And most of this match happened within the commercial break. Seriously, if you missed this match, you missed nothing because clearly we were not good enough to get a full match with these four guys. Downright criminal. Austin Theory, Grayson Waller, Dragon Lee, and Cameron Grimes, we do six minutes and then most of it happens within the commercial break. Give me a break. And I'm not talking about Kit Kat. Theory and Lee started the match. Waller tagged in quickly. Waller was basically in the baby faces grasp. Double team moves from Grimes and Lee after Grimes tagged in. It's great to see Cameron Grimes on television. It's another guy back on television that was not on television when Vince McMahon was booking this shit. Oh, but how do you know, man? Watch the show. Where was Cameron Grimes before the last two weeks in catering? Triple H is all of a sudden knighted by Ari Emanuel. Who was booking before that? Vince McMahon was. Vince McMahon had ultimate say. I don't want Cameron Grimes on SmackDown, pal. He needs to shave his chest, pal. Bruce. Side rush and leg sweep combo. Double team move by... Lee and Grimes, the action spilled to the outside with Grimes and Lee taking over. Babyfaces returned to the ring. We got a commercial break. When the show returned, Waller was working over Lee inside the ring. Theory tagged in. Lee landed a DDT and got the hot tag to Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes did a crossbody on Waller, fought off both Theory and Waller two-on-one. Grimes got in a German suplex on Theory for a two-count. Waller went to the outside 
and Lee hit a big splash inside the ring. Grimes covered Theory for a two count. Grimes then lifted Theory, but Theory raked the eyes to break it up. Waller ran into the ring as Grimes rolled up Theory, and Waller hit his finisher on Grimes. Theory pinned Grimes for the win. Another luchador in a mask, pal. Great. Kevin Owens. Kathy Kelly sat down with Kevin Owens, and we had a sit-down interview here with good old KO, who is now calling SmackDown his home after being traded because Cody used his executive power to get Jey Uso back in WWE on Raw. Or uh, Jackie Redman. Who was it? Jackie Redman, I think it was. Not Kathy Kelly. Even though I prefer Kathy Kelly for multiple reasons. Jackie Redman sat down with Kevin Owens for an interview. She asked about him being separated from Sami Zayn. He says it's tough, but bittersweet. He says he has some, some people he has never wrestled who are here on SmackDown, including Rey Mysterio. He said that match must happen. He mentioned other stars like the Brawling Brutes and Sheamus. Then he asked Jackie Redmond who on the SmackDown roster she'd like to punch. She said that as a journalist, she has to be unbiased. He brought up Waller and Austin Theory. She conceded many say they have punchable faces. KO was pleased. He says he wants everyone who watches SmackDown to know it's the KO show once again. I don't know where they go with Kevin Owens on SmackDown, man. See, this is the problem breaking up Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn seems like he'll have a clear direction because he's still on the show with Cody and Jay and still has a story with with Cody and Jay. He's upset that his tag team partner has been moved to the other show because of Cody and Jay. Kevin Owens is on SmackDown, and what has he got to do over there? It's almost like he got the shit end of the deal. Austin Theory, Grayson Waller, Cameron Grimes, Rey Mysterio. Do we get Kevin Owens versus Logan Paul at some point for the United States Championship? Is Kevin Owens now just moving on to his own thing? Is he going to throw his hands up and say, all right, I'm done with the judgment day. I'm done with the bloodline. I don't know. What is War Games looking like? Seriously, is Kevin Owens even going to be a part of War Games? It almost feels like Kevin Owens is not going to be in the thick of things for War Games. He's going to be doing his own thing. So War Games, the way that I see it now, Roman, Solo, Jimmy, Finn, and Damian Priest, five, against Team Cody. Cody Rhodes, Jey Uso, Sami Zayn, L.A. Knight, and maybe a returning Randy Orton who seemingly fits like a glove into the whole Roman bloodline seeking revenge angle. Because the last person that Randy Orton saw, or the last people, I should say, that Randy Orton saw when they wrote him off television was Roman Reigns, Jimmy Uso, and Jay Uso. I wonder how that's going to work out. The rumor is Randy Orton's back. The rumor is Randy Orton will be at Survivor Series. Honestly. So we'll see what happens. And I'm very concerned about the direction of Kevin Owens. He went from 
WrestleMania main event to losing the titles to Judgment Day, and now he's wanting Austin Theory and Grayson Waller. Not really the uh, best direction for someone that just came out of the biggest year of his career. Main event. Io Sky, Charlotte Flair, WWE Women's Championship. This was actually very, very good. The match went 16 minutes. I thought Charlotte and Io had a fine match. I was very concerned that Charlotte Flair would win. The WWE Women's Championship began for the 119th time. I'm happy to report that that did not happen. She did not win the Women's Championship. I don't know if it will happen at some point this year, but the way things are shaping up, it certainly looks like Charlotte is on the verge of once again, uh, she, she will be receiving some new hardware or new, uh, a new motherboard in the form of a championship. Charlotte took EO down to start the match. EO rolled to the outside. Show went right to a commercial break. When the show came back, Charlotte was working EO Sky in the middle of the ring. Charlotte's momentum stopped when Bailey interfered on the outside. As a result, EO landed a dive between the ropes on Charlotte, who was on the outside. EO then hits a missile dropkick in the middle of the ring for a one count. She got up at a one, Charlotte. EO then worked a chin lock and slowed the match down. Charlotte fought back, hit EO with a kick to the head. Charlotte then jumps at EO. EO moved. Sky flips Charlotte with her legs over the top to the outside. EO jumped at Charlotte. Charlotte caught EO and slammed EO onto the apron. From there, we go to a commercial break. We come back from a second commercial break, and the two ladies are fighting on the top rope, and this resulted in a big-time sit-out powerbomb from EO who got a two-count off of the sit-out powerbomb off the top. EO landed double knees, the Meteora in the corner, worked a cross-face submission. Charlotte got up, landed a German suplex to slow things down and create some space between the two. They both get back to their feet. Charlotte with a bunch of chops. The final chop took EO down off her feet. Charlotte then landed her signature fallaway slam, She then put EO on her back and went up to the second rope. From there, Charlotte hit another avalanche, fall-away slam, goes for a cover, gets a near fall. EO rolled to the apron. She went for her springboard dropkick. Charlotte caught her into a Boston Crab. EO rolled through for a two-count. Now both of them are back on their feet. Charlotte went up for a knee. EO moved and dropkicked Charlotte into the second turnbuckle. EO went to the top, tried for her over the moonsault, but Charlotte got her knees up, and it looked nasty. Charlotte landed a spear. Bailey then put EO's foot on the rope to ensure that Charlotte would not win the match, and the referee saw the foot on the rope. Charlotte backed, uh, or attacked, I should say, Bailey, and threw Bailey over the announce table. She gets back into the ring. Charlotte went for another spear. EO had the title in her hand. Charlotte ran into that while she speared EO. As a result, EO pinned Charlotte for the win. Great. 
great. So the way things have transpired here, Charlotte did not lose clean. So Charlotte, once again, will manufacture a Charlotte in the bank contract. Charlotte will get another opportunity at the women's championship. And at that point, she will win. Charlotte is the babyface here. The babyface is seemingly looking like she's getting her her wires crossed. She's got uh, she doesn't have the the proper antivirus. Once Charlotte downloads the proper antivirus hardware, she will win the women's championship. She just doesn't know the formula right now. She doesn't have the right virus program to deal with damage control. So when it happens, how it happens, where it happens, I don't know. But you know Charlotte will win the Women's Championship for the 213th time. It's coming. After the match, Damage Control attacked Charlotte. Bianca Belair ran down and made the save to get rid of Damage Control. The show ended with Charlotte and Belair standing tall. Boring. The reason why the women's division fails... Hard is because of reasons like this. Is anybody genuinely excited to see Charlotte Flair and Bianca Belair team up and be baby faces together? Is anybody genuinely excited to see Charlotte Flair and Bianca Belair challenge for the women's championship again? Is anybody genuinely excited to see Charlotte as a champion or Bianca Belair as a champion? No. No, you are not. If you are, you're a liar. You're a complete bullshit artist. This is why the women's division sucks. They got some great talent, but WWE time and time and time again always goes right back to the same fucking people. It's time for some new blood. There's nothing wrong with keeping EO as the champion. Nothing. In fact, I'd love to see EO and Bailey, but we all know what's coming. Bailey's going to cost EO that championship. It's going right back to Charlotte or Bianca, and Bianca and Charlotte will be one of the matches at WrestleMania. That's what's going to happen. Not very exciting. Decent match, but I could not care any less than I do now about Bianca Bella and Charlotte Flair becoming this babyface tag team. Was it Kathy Kelly? I don't know why I said Jackie Redman. They all look the fucking same to me, man. Jackie Redman, Kathy Kelly, interview Kevin Owens. Who gives a shit? I prefer Kathy Kelly. She's more my cup of tea. Anyway, guys, thank you very much for all your support. If you enjoyed the the podcast tonight, man, I would appreciate a thumbs up. Let me know what you guys think down below. Get those super chats in. You guys are uh, slacking on the super chats tonight, man. You really want me to get the fuck out of here, huh? I'll get out of here, man. I'll go play some Spider-Man. Honestly. Anyway, before we get into the Super Chats, man, once again, I want to thank my sponsor for tonight's show, DraftKings. DraftKings is giving you guys a great opportunity this weekend. So a word from DraftKings before we get into the Super Chats right here on Off the Script. NFL fans, are you ready for some more exciting action on the field this week? That's right. I partnered with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official partner of the NFL and like a Super Bowl winning defense They've got you covered. All new customers who sign up and download the DraftKings Sportsbook app 
you're going to use my promo code JD from NY. Bet $5 and receive $200 back in bonus bets instantly. It is that simple. That's right, guys. New customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. DraftKings customers can also get skin in the game with same game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a shot at an even bigger payout. If sports betting is not yet available in your state, no problem. You guys can still get in on all the action with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports. So what are you guys waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use that promo code JD from NY. All new customers who bet $5 are going to get $200 back in bonus bets instantly. Once again, promo code JD from NY only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Thank you guys for supporting the show and my sponsor for tonight's show, DraftKings, right here on Off The Script. Guys, let's get into these Super Chats, man. Remember, I'll be live tomorrow night for AEW Collision. Tony Khan has already made it official, man. Brian Danielson versus Andrade. El Idolo. Sign me up. I'll be watching. Main event, 81, with 11 months in the OTS venue. Thank you, brother. What the fuck are you drinking to celebrate 11 months, man? Cody doesn't need to win the Rumble. Let someone else win. Yeah, Gunther. And YouTube sucks with their technical support. 11-month member, but 11 days in here. I don't know what to tell you, man. YouTube is... uh, YouTube is not... User-friendly, man. Matt, the PW fan with a $10 Super Chat. Today, I turned 24. I got Marvel Spider-Man 2 as a birthday gift. Very fun game. Been enjoying it. What better way to close out my birthday than watching the number one podcast, OTS for Life. Thank you, brother. Happy birthday. It's a great gift. Michelle Moran with a $2 Super Jeff. Feels like Triple H may do a Raw vs. SmackDown War Games at Survivor Series. No. No, it'll be GMs battling for the right to, to brag about whose brand won War Games. But War Games will be Bloodline Judgment Day versus Cody. Beyond the script with 199. Without Roman, SmackDown is not the same. Absolutely agree. Beyond the script. Phil with an I-99. I love the different aspects of the two GMs. Nick Aldis is someone that looks the part and he won't take any bullshit while Pierce is by the book. It truly feels like we're back to the SmackDown versus Raw days. I like Nick Aldis. I think he's going to be a great addition to the show. And he's not the focus of the show. He's just a background player that's like William Regal. Lauren with a 20-month membership. Thank you, Lauren. How do you feel about WWE having GMs again? I like it. I like it. I like a good authority figure on the show. I do. I think it has a lot, as long as they're not the focus of the show. I literally cannot wait for Randy Owens' return at Survivor Series. Yeah, Bianca versus Charlotte again. Yes. Yes. 
Phil with a 999. Also, I want to thank you for getting me back into Pokemon Go. I've been loving what you've been doing on the second channel. I started a new account last Saturday, and I'm already at level 20. No money spent. Love to hear it, Phil. I love uh, what I'm doing on the second channel. Man, we got a great video going up tomorrow, man, on the second channel. Should be fun. And uh, Pokemon Go, man, I play every day. I play every day. Last year, I put the game down for a couple of years. I was big into it while I was working retail when I lived in the Bronx. I, I stopped for many years. I don't know why. Uh, I picked it up again last year, started a brand new account. I went from level zero to level 40 in about a year on Pokemon Go. I'm a true Pokemaster, bro. Thank you, Phil. Uh, Chris Leon with a 16 months. Welcome back, Chief. Was a snooze fest last week. I know. I'm sorry, man. I, I left you guys with no options but Denise. I'm sorry. Funny Rob Bebe with a five-month membership. Me and Otis did a live stream watch-along to SmackDown, and damn, they're hard to watch without Roman. At Funny Rob Bebe on YouTube. Thank you, Rob. I'm not a big watch-along guy, man. I don't genuinely like to talk to people for that long, and I just find them to be boring. I don't know. But if you know how to do them, if you're doing them right, God bless you, man. God bless you. Tommy Brannigan with 21 months. Hey, JD, happy to have you back. Hope all is well with you and your family. OTS for life. I wish I could say the same, brother. My family efforts don't really matter anymore. Family's all fucked up. Uh, Craig with 13 months. Let the games begin between Raw and SmackDown. Thank you, JD, for your dedication. OTS for life. And then Craig with a five dollars super chat. Maybe we can get a rule brand split. Maybe. Maybe. Latoya Woods with one month. Hello. Keep up the good work. Thank you, Latoya. Thank you for being here in the LTS venue for one month. Jason Barker with a $5 super chat. iPad has been future endeavored like Vince McMahon in these next few weeks, hopefully. Well, I got my iPad to work during the first DraftKings ad. Bradley Robinette with a 199. The KO interview had Kathy Kelly, man. Thank you, Bradley. Vincent Tarantini with 17 months. The LA Knight segment was fire, and JD is number one. Yeah. Brian Haynes with a $10 super chat. Love your show, JD. We'll continue to watch, but I'm not watching AEW or WWE because of the tribalism of the fans. And also, Tony has trouble with booking and needs to focus on his company and not WWE. Why are you letting the fans dictate what you watch and what you enjoy, Brian? I, I, I don't understand that logic. Metalhead for life with a 22 months in the OTS venue. Thank you, Metalhead. I'm going to play this track over again. Man, this is a banger track.
He says, you're the greatest ever. Thank you, Metalhead. I appreciate that, brother. Comment of the night right there. And MGM Bowling with a 499, the fact that E-Drones are saying they preferred 5-on-5 five five brand elimination of war games is mind-boggling. Bro, social media is AIDS, okay? I mean, I, I, I don't know why you guys continue to dwell on social media when Riafan054321 hashtag is claiming he doesn't want a war games match. These fans are new fans. They don't mean anything. They're dumb. They're retarded. Stop listening to these people. Stop reading what they write. It's garbage. Tyler with a 499. Apparently, I heard Ace Steel is producer for Impact tomorrow. Does that lead for Punk to show up at Bound for Glory? I don't know. I may have to watch Bound for Glory now. When is that? Sunday? Michael Thayer with the $2 Super Chat. Will LA Knight beat Roman? Michael Thayer apparently joined the stream late. I suggest you go watch the first 30 minutes of the stream, Mike. Lauren with a $2 Super Chat. How was your few days off? OTS for life. Not relaxing enough. Will Chisholm with a $5 Super Chat. I got a feeling when Vince... When Vince slips up, the board is going to vote him out. I hope Vince is, I, I, I hope Vince just leaves, period. Honestly. Get him out. Anyway, guys, I am getting out of here, man. I appreciate you all very, very much. You guys are awesome. Thank you for hanging out with me on this Friday night. In and out. Venue's about to close until tomorrow night, man. We got AW Collision tomorrow night. You guys are awesome. Follow me on social media at JD from NY206. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. Make sure you guys hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for all notifications. Continue to hit that thumbs up. Let's try for a thousand likes on tonight's SmackDown post. I will be live tomorrow night. Now, Bound for Glory is Saturday night, right? Tomorrow night? Oh, boy. Yeah, Jesse's going to be at Bound for Glory. It's in Chicago. I forgot. Jesse will be at Bound for Glory. He will be reviewing the show on his channel when, uh, Sunday. And then uh, I'll be doing Collision tomorrow night myself. So uh, you guys got a solo uh, JD tomorrow night. So look forward to that. So make sure you guys tune into that. As soon as this is uploaded and monetized, all my VIPs are going to get the new extra early. So make sure you guys go and check that out over there. I really appreciate all your support. We got some extra coming tomorrow, some second channel stuff coming tomorrow. And collision tomorrow night, man. Until then, have a great Friday night, Saturday. And I'll see you right back here with more on Off The Script. I will see you guys later. Tonight. Yeah, it's my time to shine.